have Drela, who's played by Jen, uh, who is a drow elf uh, ranger. You have Osadia Cavebrew, who is a horny orphan cleric of a yes. god. <laughs> uh, dwarf, by the way, in case that wasn't a dead giveaway. Uh, you have Astra Zalar, who is a tiefling fighter, uh, who has her brother as her uh, travel companion. And, uh, you have Gagson Maldek, who is a gigantic uh, half-dwarf, presumable half-human, uh, with a sweet beard and communicates <laughs> mostly by sign language. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's me as the DM. And oh, I almost forgot that shady bastard, Vital. Hi. Human rogue. He's on cue. Uh, all right. So, Jenna's favorite. Last time on To the Basement, uh, you guys. Uh, Decided to uh, work out some differences and find out exactly what Astra is doing with the prisoner in the park. Uh, although between Patel uh, trying his best to sound like he knew what he's talking about, uh, and Astra trying not to give away too much information, uh, nothing really got uncovered. <laughs> other than you guys decided you were going to head north. Hey Megan, mine only shows about 10 feet in front of the horses, is that normal? Uh, can you scroll down? Yes. Oh, shit, there Sorry. Yes. Okay, so it's like fog of war? Yeah, it's blocked out for a reason. Okay. Can't figure out how to fix the chat. 
Oh, horse moves sideways. More, more of a, a dirt cart track at this point. Um, that's sort of cleared, and then there's just the thick, uh, thick forest. You guys are in the southern part of the uh, the continents, so the the foliage is pretty uh, lush here, especially for the time of year that it is. Um, and looking ahead, you notice that the the whole road is sort of on an incline. Um, you notice that the the landscape is sort of transitioning from these these flat plains and where there was farms and you've now got rolling hills and rocky outcroppings and ahead of you you can see a mountain range. Um, it's still a ways off, a couple days travel, uh, but it is there sort of looming. But it's a sunny day and what would you guys like to do? I want to drink a beer in the mountains. Good thing uh, you had that beer. <laughs> <laughs> it is cheap. It tastes cheap, but I think it'll be better in the mountains. You're welcome. <laughs> do we know how far away we are from the next town? Uh, so you do. Um, and proximity-wise, uh, it's going to take you almost a full day's travel to make it to High Moon. Um, but you should be able to make it there before the sun sets. <clears throat> Uh, all right. I'm going to get out of the cart, um, and uh, I'm going to leave Rosemary and my chicken behind, as well as Lilith. She's going to watch the chicken for now. Um, but so I, I can't stop the cart? <laughs> oh, are we, are we not going at a slow enough pace that I could, like, jump and jump out? What, what pace are you going to fall? Like, fall down, though. Um, you can, you can travel at a quick pace. Um, How fast are we going? Uh, if you're going to travel at a quick pace, you can manage roughly 24 miles per day. How long? Would that get us there by sundown? Oh yeah, yeah that'll definitely get you there by sundown. Oh, well, then um, I'll, I'll stay in the vehicle. Okay. Uh, however, you can travel at a slower pace. Uh, you'll have better perception if you travel at a slower pace, and you'll be less noticeable at a slower pace. At a quick pace, uh, you're going to be rolling disadvantage on your perception. So I'm going to yell up to Celan and I'm going to go, slow the hell down. I'm going to yell back to you and say, come on up and steer the reins. I'll show you the ropes. Ooh. I get like tingly and I walk, I uh, crawl my way to the front. The cart's sort of like going over uneven ground and you're sort of on all fours. I'm like stumbling, yeah. like, 
crawling falling up. into yes. other people. Yeah. <laughs> My chicken makes a loud noise. <laughs> Everybody stops for a second because they remember that it explodes if it dies. <laughs> Rosemary doesn't die. <laughs> I would like All to right. make a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything in particular you're looking for, Vital, or are you just making, would you like a general survey of what you see? Bad guys, enemies. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're looking for any, anyone else, essentially. Yes, I'm looking for anything suspicious. Okay, alright, that we can do. So, uh, E20. position yourself at the front of the cart. It's, there's not a lot of space, so you're almost shoulder to shoulder with Osadia, and you guys are both kind of leaning on Sealand, and thank God he has sort of a tier form, or he'd be out of the cart completely. <laughs> uh, it's not a wide cart by any means. So, looking out over the, uh, the sort of the minimal horizon, if you will, that you can see, um, you do in fact see uh, what looks to be a humanoid figure uh, on the path ahead of you, on foot. I call halt to the group. We we halt and we scout ahead. <laughs> they don't stop for nobody. <laughs> um, if you don't stop, uh, you are probably going to run into this gentleman based on his uh, positioning in the, the center of the road. He doesn't appear threatening at this distance. Um, he just appears to be sort of ambling along. Okay, well... Um, Astro's gonna stop the car, kinda look at Vital a little bit questioningly, questioningly. Um, but we kinda come to halt as well. I'm gonna pull the rain super hard and scare the guy. <laughs> I like roll backwards, like I like completely like back roll because I have no balance and no understanding of what's going on. <laughs> so I go right back into the car. Time cart. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are you guys are stopping to uh, converse with this uh, gentleman? Yes, I think we should question him. Okay. We're I'm still looking at Vital questioningly. Like, hey, what the fuck? Essentially. What now? Esther, calm down, Pussycat. Let's talk to the man. <laughs> uh, he calls you Pussycat. <laughs> okay. Anyone really good at uh, conversation? I'm uh, not so good. The trampling's good at slitting throats. I don't know, Vital, when we were in town there, you were telling some convincing stories, so maybe you should go up and... Uh, <laughs> they were, they were not convincing, they were true. Such a way with words, my friend. Such a way, yeah. Well, Gags, and you're pretty uh, charismatic. Why don't you go for it? All right. I grab my hammer and I jump out of the car. <laughs> I follow. <laughs> You can hear it like scrape out of the back because I'm just tired. I'm like, 
like, and you've had like a, back. a road beer plus another beer. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it, I've had enough beers that I'm looking to have a nap, and then. Can so I hide I, before we start to talk? Uh, sure. I yeah. turn to Lilith and I go, "Let's watch this. It'll be pretty good." And I take a swig of my beer. <laughs> so I, I walk around to the front of the cart and I'm like, "Excuse me, young lady. What state your business?" The dude. Even better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, standing in front of you uh, is not a lady by any means. Uh, okay. See this? I hate when you do this. I hate it so fucking much. I was gonna hit on this person. You can send me on there. <laughs> so, uh, so Mac, you can go ahead and tell them what they see. Uh, they see myself walking down the road with my words, yeah. It's a pervert. I am humming, humming loudly to myself, completely oblivious that anybody's behind me. When I hear the hammer drag out of the cart, I quickly turn around, stumble into the ditch a little bit, and uh, start waving my right hand in the air, holding a book, yelling, Friend, friend, friend. This oh, poor traveler. I love it, I love it. I love it. Pa, what the fuck? <laughs> when did you get here? <laughs> he was just a viewer. Yeah. Um, at this, at noticing that he's now noticed us, I, like, take one more swig, and then I, like, like jump out of the cart, because now I'm really interested. And then I stumble when I land, because short legs. So as she stumbles, I'm like, all right, ma'am, if you're our friend, then tell us what you're here for. My name is Mac Veriday. You can call me Mac. 
making my way up from Luria. I'm currently here. And I was had an unfortunate run-in with a, a wizard who cursed my wife, who was previously blind, with the gift of sight. And my true love left me after seeing my face. And I'm going to High Moon in hopes to find him and convince him to blind my wife so we can be together and last. Oh, Mac, though, I can't say I blame her. Do you think this wizard was in some kind of cult? <laughs> it, it seemed like it. He had weird books and tones. That's enough. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> the books he had, I, in, the, in my haste to leave his place, I left my ledger there and took his book. My mistake, the book is completely empty. I just want to return it to him in hopes that he'll blind my wife. <laughs> so. Shit. At this, I take another swig from my flask. Because <laughs> this is not turning out well for my, my, my interests. Alright, well, on that note, I'm gonna like give him the finger guns and be like, You're with us now, buddy. Okay, I'm going to climb down from the cart and kind of head over to where everyone's kind of gaggling with this newcomer and ask what is going on. Yes. Why have we stopped? <laughs> this this is my boy, Mac. <laughs> We're getting to know each other. He's going to come with us now. We're going to blind his wife. It's not as kinky as you think. On yeah. this note. Can I talk to the prisoner in the cart? Absolutely. Okay, I'd like to approach the prisoner in the cart. And I want to ask him, why does he think these people want him? Okay, um, so you, you have to wake him up first, because he's sort of curled up on some uh, okay. the, the singular piece of like, bedding that they gave him in there. Keeping! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, so when, once you kind of get him to rouse, he kind of rolls over and goes, Ugh, oh, what do you want? I'm going to say, why did these people take you prisoner? And uh, and he says, because. And he says, they, they work for the, the people that overthrew my city. And they're going to take me there and they're going to kill me. Um, what city are you from? I'm from Sikomber. So uh, who is the white wolf of the north? He's just, he's some, like, crazed, like, leader of some rebellion. Have you noticed anything weird about these two? How long have they had you for? Uh, I don't know, I've sort of lost track of time, but at least a week. Um, weird, everything's weird about them, they're... They're not to be trusted. They're they're tieflings. Who is General Vaughn? Uh, he's the uh, he's the leader of the uh, the Okrizar army. He's uh, he's a very like well respected man. He was a liaison. He sat on the, the council with me. Do you consider him friend? Yes. Done talking to you. <laughs> sort of just like, just kind of like hopeful. 
with all the questions and you just sort of like gives a heavy sigh realizing that you're not one way or the other about helping them and just sort of goes back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going back to my conversation with everyone else, um, I'm still kind of questioning why we have stopped and who this random person is. Oh, Sadia, do you know this person? No, but I'd like to get to. And at this, I give him another weird wink. Get to know him how, though. <laughs> Whatever way he wants. Oh. You see, Astra, this man's blind, and he's looking to pick up a ledge, so we're going to go and destroy a cult in the process. He's blind? How is he walking down this road without any guidance or any... No, he was talking about being blind and his wife leaving him because he had a weird face and all this stuff. Okay, where is he headed? Uh, to kill some cults. We should probably go. Okay, but where? <laughs> where are we going? That doesn't matter. It's all about killing cults. He can tell Sulan where to go. Alright, and I kind of look at Usadia a little bit questioningly. Like, hey, what the fuck? Where are we going? He was headed to Waterdeep. We should head there. I go back to my cart. Like, pop out of a bush? I thought you were hiding. Literally. <laughs> no more <Okay>. hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we still going to High Moon, or what's the dealio here? We'll get there. We'll get there. It's fine. So it's fine. Re- regardless of Waterdeep or High Moon, um, High Moon is literally, you, you only have one road in front of you right now. Um, and it will literally take you into High Moon. Um, okay. So it is short of bushwhacking through the forest. That's really so your, we're going there. Your only option. Like the saying on that wall in the pub says, "It's not the journey; it's the cults you kill along the way." <laughs> you know about yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you might be able to help us out with some murder, and we have to do when we get to High Moon. Uh, I plead, so I plead that you let me onto the, the cart because my feet are bleeding and sore. I've been walking by myself for days. At this, I uh, I bend down and I hold out my hand to help him into the cart. The very small hand. <laughs> I'm gonna yell back. Say, hey Mac, my boy, pass me your sandals. My feet are getting sore. <laughs> the sandals are several sizes too large. <laughs> You know what they say about big feet. (laughs) And very small Uh, hands. You don't need hands for this kind of good time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shall we go? So with that, you guys uh, tuck yourselves all back into the cart, kind of climbing over each other. Uh, at this point, you've got so many people in the cart that you are physically sitting on top of some of the like crates that are your provisions, and like somebody's whoever's sitting at the back now has their feet kind of hanging out the back of the cart, and it's just like one really bad bump from just like tipping everything out the back. Can I join Drayla on her horse? Before you got in this cart, it wasn't quite so full. There was a lot more room to move around. <laughs> I blame Vital's beers. Yeah, or maybe it's the 400 pounds of chicken you uh, guys are hoarding. I actually think it's only <laughs> 200 pounds right now, so settle down. Yeah, maybe if Vital had bought smaller beers, we could fit in here better. <laughs> maybe if you bitches would drink your beers. <laughs> I was finished before I even opened it. <laughs> so, um, you guys continue on, uh, on forward. Um, 
and in making conversation with uh, with Mac, um, you learn definitively all of you about his trip to High Moon, trying to find someone to reblind his wife. Uh, <laughs> and those of you that are on roll twenty, uh, I will open up the rest of the map. Hello. Don't mind me. Jeff, Astra's the murderer. Who? Astra, that bitch right there. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hey. Sorry, watch you guys nerd out for a minute. All right, don't Hello, be Jeffrey. Second, Jeff. Hello, Jeffrey. Great, <laughs> right, I'll go harass you later. Peace. Bye. See ya. Bye. Make sure you kill her. I'm trying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So as you uh, as you move through the uh, the densely wooded uh, forest on the uh, the dirt track that you have to follow, uh, with Astra and Ares ahead, and uh, and your largely over full caravan behind, um, everybody make a everybody that can see out. So let's go Sealand, Drela. Uh, Astra and Ares, let's make a perception check. Thank God. Twenty one. Yeah. You're lying, Jen. I'm not fucking lying. Fifteen. Yeah, don't you add a modifier to that though, if you have it for wisdom? Or no? Yeah, your perception's its own score, you'll, you'll see it there in your list. Like with the skills? Yeah. So I add my skills bonus to it then? It, it has like a number beside it, it'll say perception and then... Oh. It'll have a number beside it. Twenty-three then, bitches. Alright. <laughs> Did you roll an extra 20? Good for you. Um, okay. So, and, uh, Celan, you rolled a 21? 21. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the two of you, um, what did, Astro, what did you roll? 15. Okay. So as you're, uh, I'm just trying to reveal the rest of the map for you guys. Um, so as you guys are uh, are moving along, uh, Drela, you being on your warhorse, and Celan, you uh, being accustomed to traveling, uh, suddenly you catch movement on the left-hand side of the the road. In, uh, in sort of, there's a little clearing, and there's a singular like bush there, and you just catch a, just the slightest bit of movement. Can we tell what it is or no? Um, you can tell that it's something like larger, like it's something larger than um, any of the animals that you've seen. So larger than any of the squirrels or birds or anything. Um, but you're not entirely sure what it is. Can I telepathically tell Gags to get his hammer out? Sense for magic? Sure. I can detect magic. Yeah, but he can't telepathically tell okay. you that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I pull my hammer out. And I'm not speaking with you right now, Drela. This is magic thing, I got. <laughs> so, 
it detects magic within 10 feet, and it's like with all of you crammed shoulder to shoulder in the cart, it's just glowing vividly. <laughs> it doesn't mean much. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, do you guys continue on? Always. Alright. So, with that, uh, as. You see the cart ahead of you, so as Astra's cart pulls forward, uh, suddenly you see an arrow just narrowly, like, miss by Astra's head and just sticks into the wood next to the cart. Followed by a second arrow, which pings off the metal bars of their cart. I kind of, like, react. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so at this point, you're all going to roll for initiative. Fuck, oh, I hate this part. This is the only time I ever roll Under high. attack! Under attack! <laughs> Wait, we just roll, right? There's Megan, there. you can't make this shit up. <laughs> you roll, and then you add what? Your I'm initiative. Initiative. Oh, two. Damn it. Alright. I got... So, hold on, before you all overwhelm me with numbers. Yeah. Uh, 25 to 20. Nobody? Nobody? Alright. Uh, 20 to 15. I got 19. Alright, Rayla. Gagson. Uh, 15 to 10. For me, I got 12. Vital has 11. Alright, Aries got 13. Uh, 10 to 5. Alright, classic Mac. <laughs> Rockstar is 8. Alright. And anybody less than 5. Yeah. Shut up. Sealand, how'd you do? Four. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Me and my boy Sealand. Oh, you right. suck. That's why I'm going to end up with you in the end. Don't worry. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. Uh, the Surprisingly, the cultists, which is very obvious at this point, you look over um, and you see a... Actually, I can show you what you see, uh, but I will describe it for those of you that aren't real funny. Um... So you see a man standing there in red robes. There we go. You guys should be able to see that now. Yeah. Uh, red robes. Uh, he has a pointy type uh, KKK outfit on, um, just all red. And uh, he's basically yelling something on it. Like at this distance, it's unintelligible at you. But he is holding a, a bow and is uh, reloading another... Uh, other bolt into it. The dude in the red? Is that what you said? The dude in the red. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> first in the order. So, Drela, you were already kind of suspicious of the uh, the activity in the bush anyway, so you see him pop out. Uh, what do you want to do? You've got maybe 30 feet between you and him. Um, <clears throat> am I able to charge at him on my horse? Yep, you have 60 feet of movement on your horse. Sick. I want to charge at him with my horse, and am I able to use my moon blade? Yep. Try and 
Okay, I'd like yeah. to do that. So at a full sprint, you, uh, you you kick obsidian up to a to a gallop, and you take off, pulling out your uh, your blade. And at this point, everybody else is just sort of noticing uh, that you've taken off, um, and it kind of makes them realize that there's something about to go down. So yes. you're gonna take a swing at them with the uh, the moon blade. Yes. All right. Sorry, I'm just trying to find my dice. <laughs> So I gotta roll my d20, right? Yep. If I get this correct. For your attack and add whatever your um, attack bonus is. Okay. That's my attack bonus with my moon bleed, right? Yep. 21. 21. That definitely hits. And then... The very unsuspecting uh, gentleman in the robes and for a second uh, his, his hood kind of falls forward and you can't really see he's trying to clear it out of the way and the next thing he knows looking up there's just this like mounted uh, like elf on a horse and the moon, the moon blade just comes down and just hacks at him and what do you get for damage? I got it roll still, sorry uh, I got nine nine damage, alright and the blade just comes down and slashes across his chest, and he just stumbles back into the bush. <laughs> Am I still able to gallop a little bit of ways away from him so he can't attack me next time? Yep, you have another 30 feet of movement. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go away. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, next up, Gagson, what do you want to do? And after that, Astra, it's gonna be you next. Okay, how far away are they again? Uh, they are about 30 feet from the cart. Or I guess they're 40 feet from the cart. They were 30 feet from Grayla. I'm going to use uh, command and demand that their leader approach me, which will bring him within five feet. Okay. Uh, what distance is that at? Uh, command works up to 60 feet. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your DC on that? Your spell save? Hold on. Where will I find that? Uh, on your third page where it says spell DC. So be at the top. Hang on one second. Do I hear chickens? Oh, you did. It's Rosemary. She's ready to go. Sorry. <laughs> My girl Rosemary. She's calling for you. Like, there's shit Wait, going down. Did uh, Lilith or did Lilith get to roll or no? Is she not uh, So Lilith, uh, hearing all of you, uh, like the commotion that started outside, uh, she looked out, took one look at uh, at what you guys are about to fight, and she is now stunned for this round. Okay. All right. And my spell DC is eleven. Okay, he rolled a twelve. So, yelling out uh, to them, you're like, send your leader to me. And uh, and you're just like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> All right. Uh, I uh, kind of look back at Ceylon and just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Astra, you're up. All right, I'm going to get up from my seat and then take a look at my prisoner, make sure that he's still alive. 
Okay, he's still alive. He took no damage. Although he's like now huddled in a ball, like as close as he can get to like where your seat is on the cart, and he's just sort of like sitting there shaking. Okay. Um. I'm gonna tell Ares that I'll stay here and protect him, and you check it out or whatever. Alrighty. Uh, so Ares is gonna take his. Uh, he's gonna dismount from the cart. Some of his movement. He's gonna move forward. Uh, he can't get within range of the guy that's attacking you. Uh, so he's gonna start making his way over there. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Vital, and then Brex, you're after Vital. I hop out and shoot an arrow, getting a sneak attack. Because he is engaged with someone else, you are correct. Eighteen. Eighteen hits? Nice. So you, you guys watch as, seemingly out of nowhere, um, this bolt just comes across and just sticks right through his shoulder. In one side, out the other, and sort of looks down, and you just see the crouched form of Vital kind of next to the cart. Nine for my sneak. Uh, nine with your sneak? Just nine for the sneak. Oh, just, oh then add that. Your damage. Fourteen. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, so, uh, is he dead? Uh, he, he looks really rough. He's sort of like on his knees, gasping at this point. Um, yeah. Wow. And then I hide again. Bonus <laughs> action hide. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. He is looking pretty rough. Uh, Rex, anything you want to do? Uh, can I use that weapon, which I can't remember? Yeah. You can just call it like the soap on a rope. I'm fine with that. Okay. Soap on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you, guys, you guys watch as, uh, as Rex gracefully gets out of the, uh, the cart, comes around, and makes, I think you have 40 feet of movement, right? Um, where would it say that? The big number at the top that says feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're, you have a bonus of 10, or another extra 10 feet, because of your monk level. Okay. So you're, you're 40 feet. Okay. So, you can get within 5 feet of him. Um, so you guys see as, as Brex pulls out this, uh, this weapon that none of you are really all that familiar with. Um, it sort of has like a, an ornate gold handle on it, and it has this long, curving piece of rope that she has sort of coiled up like a, like a whip. But at the end of it, there's just this big, heavy-looking, um, glowing stone. This sort of, it's got this green shade to it, and it just kind of floats on its own in front of her. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna roll a 20 and add your attack bonus for the Kusara Gama, or the soap on a rope. 19. Okay, so that that hits. So you guys watch sort of in awe as she just kind of flicks back with this beautiful, graceful movement and it just kind of levitates in the air for a second before it just pitches forward and the stone just collides with this guy's jaw. You just see his eyes kind of roll back 
and then your damage. Fifteen. With that, you guys watch him go down, and his skull is just the whole bottom jaw gone. And he and just at, this, I start, at this, I start fanning my face because I'm super turned on over Rex right now. I'm like, this girl, though, like I saved her for a reason. Just <laughs> turns around and just coils up the, the rope again and kind of puts it at her side. I do that like snap your fingers thing because I'm like so blown away that she just killed somebody so fast. Uh, Brex, also, um, whatever your max HP is, uh, you can roll 1d4 and take, uh, whatever number you get, um, of hit points to add to yours. So it'll increase your hit points by whatever you roll on a 1d4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alright, and that brings us to you, Mac, the newfound friend. Okay, how many, uh, let me check to see how many. So at the moment, you guys are unsure, so make a perception check. something or no um so we're still yeah we're still in um initiative order because we're still in combat so okay we're at mac right now and then we've got sealand and osadia and then the cultists will take their turn fucking cultists (laughs) they rolled super poorly on everything so far same Ah. you put that way all right so uh if there's no ranged weapons i'm gonna start walking out into the middle of the group playing my pain flute You muted yourself. Whoops. Sorry there. <laughs> I'm going to summon Arcane Puppet if I can do that as I walk out into the field playing the pamphlet and uh, do mounted bolts. Alright. hit ranged weapons with the rest of the spread. Okay. Uh, is that a strength save on those? Or a dex save? Uh, I think it's a dex save. Yeah, dex. Dex. Okay, alright. Uh, what's the save on it? Uh, hit is uh, 1d8 plus proficiency. Okay. 
Um, it's probably okay. All right. So uh, the first one manages to save. He rolls a natural twenty. So uh, he ducks out of the way. Sees he's coming. Uh, the second. Um, so you can go ahead and roll it for your attack on it if you want. Unfortunately, all of them miss. Shit! Great! <laughs> so you guys watch. You guys watch as, uh, as Mac kind of walks out, seems unconcerned, and you hear this just like charming little tune um, that he's playing on his pan flute. And then suddenly, uh, he just sort of stops, and his hand comes out and just sort of holds there, and then this just this puppet materializes and sort of starts walking on its own. And the puppet looks like a taller handsomer, more well-proportioned version of me. <laughs> well-proportioned? <laughs> uh. <laughs> it has, like, the puppety, like, limb movements, so, like, the, the very, the very s- stiffness. Paul's got it. <laughs> like, geez, Mac, is that the guy that your wife left you for? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Osadia. Away, am I from any like the closest one? Uh, so at this point, you. you haven't taken any movement, um, so you're probably forty feet from the next closest one. All right. Um... Okay. That being said, I'm going to. Um... So I'm going to move um, fifteen feet forward. Okay. And uh, I'm going to, um, let me see, I'm going to produce my flame by yelling Karad and like throwing out my hand. By the way, that's Dwarven for fire. Thank you. I did my research. <laughs> oh, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do that. Um, and I try to throw my fire at him. It doesn't hit no matter what. So cool. Was that a one? No, it was a three. Not good. That's nice. Like I'm done using it. I'm not using it. I'll use the internet. Fuck this. I can't. Okay. Man. <laughs> a solid. A solid. Okay, three plus the bonus is six. So. Okay. Uh, does not hit. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, so you just, you sort of like go to produce your flame and you're just like, you're pretty excited because you're going to get to show off and just in the in the moment of like wanting to show off, you're kind of making eyes with Mac who just created a puppet, which is pretty cool, and you just sort of lose concentration and everything just sort of goes. <laughs> <laughs> and at this, Great. I look at Gagsin and I just game. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, the cultists are going to take their turn. Uh, the gentleman with the dagger is going to move 30 feet towards you. Uh, uh, Drela, you are the most threatening one on the horse, uh, so he's able to get within five feet of you. Uh, and so he's going to take a swipe at you. Um, uh, it's a seven. Sure. <laughs> That's a no. Uh, so 
the one on the other side that has the sight uh, is going to make a run at you, uh, Astra, because you're sitting on the uh, on the cart still, and Ares is on the far side. Um, so he's going to get. It's not quite within range of you, so he's about 15 feet out from you. And the last one is going to make a dash towards you guys. And he's also not quite within range, so they're all just making movement at this point. No one has any ranged weapons left, so. Alright, back to the top of the order, Drela. Um, am I able to uh, invoke my elf shadow? Uh, you can certainly try. Uh, you've never done it before. Uh, you don't really know how to. Um, Damn it! If you, whatever you whatever you think is going to do it, you can go ahead and give it a try. It'll still it'll spend your action on your turn attempting to do it. Damn it! <laughs> okay, wait a second. Hold up. Is it possible to charge with my horse and then shoot an arrow at the other guy? Yep, I'll allow that as your movement and your, uh, your action. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to charge the one that's closest to me with my war horse. Okay, so it's uh, the dagger, and he's about five feet away from you. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to hopefully fuck him up. I don't know. <laughs> so I roll my d20, right? Oh! This is your trample with your horse, correct? I got a seven. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he's going to make a deck save because you're trying to trample him. Uh, so do you know what your save on a trample is? I think it's ten, is it not? Uh, yeah, I believe. So rolls an eleven. Uh, ah. So as you run at him, um, he just sort of, he kind of sees you coming. You are a large horse. <laughs> and uh, and he just sort of at the very last ditch effort just throws himself out of the way. So he is now prone on the ground um, okay. and has a movement of zero, but he did not get hit by you. Damn it! All right. And then you're gonna shoot an arrow at the other one. Yep. Sold Niagara for my crossbow. And which one are you aiming at? Um, I'll aim at the one closest to me. <laughs> okay, so he's prone on the ground, so you'd be rolling at a disadvantage. Um, if you take one of the ones that is upright across the road from you, it would be a regular roll. And I'll go for Astra, the one that's attacking Astra. Okay, it's the one with the sight. I got a 10. <laughs> okay, uh, that just hits. Sick. All right. <laughs> 1d8. Sorry, I'm just trying to see if I got the right dice. I got a 10 on that one, too, for piercing. Alright. So, uh, so after watching the guy next to Astra throw himself out of the way, uh, you see her kind of make a lap on uh, Obsidian, and she sort of brings up the crossbow and just lets the bolt fly, and it just, it looks like it's not going to hit, but then it just skips him just right across the arm. And uh, you see him start bleeding, and he just cries out. He's like, ah! Takes a look. Sort of distracted. All right, so Gagson, and then Astra. All right, how far away is their leader? 
you, it is undeterminable at this point. Uh, Akba, uh, okay. Uh, make a perception check to see if you can discern which one is the leader. Oh, better watch out, leader. Um, that's 21. Ooh. He knows oh. who the leader is. He's wearing it on his forehead. <laughs> All right. right here. <laughs> so with that perception check, you were specifically looking for the leader of this band of cultists. Uh, you look further up the road, and there is a log blocking the path of the cart, and standing next to it is what appears to be an unarmed individual wearing a more ornate set of robes than the others. Mm. Wonder factor. Okay, and how close is the closest one to me? Uh, the closest one to you is going to be about... Uh, it's the one that's prone on the ground, and yeah. he's going to be uh, maybe 20 feet from you. Okay, how about one that's not prone? Uh, one that's not prone is going to be uh, on the other side of the cart, so Astra's cart is between you and the, the one that's the next closest. Um, and it's the one that Drayla just shot with the arrow, and he's going to be probably 35 feet going around the cart. Mm. <clears throat> is the one that's prone uh, close enough I can hit him with my hammer? Like With, uh, with, no? with your movement, yes. Okay, I'm going to move in and swing my hammer down on that guy's prone head. All right. <laughs> oh, but first, I look at the leader and I'm like... <laughs> at the 60-plus feet of distance between you and him, he yeah, I just gets the feel. Yeah. <laughs> Here, hold on. <laughs> he perceives it, yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, then I pull it out and like do one of those, yeah. Alright, so roll for the attack and roll for damage. So, uh, 19 for the attack? Uh, it definitely hits. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and then, uh, 16 for the damage. So you guys watch as Gagson raises that big raven-headed hammer that he has that you're so often used to seeing spin around. Just as he comes to the full arc of his swing, he gives it kind of like a half-turn, Gagson style, and just slams it down on the uh, the head of the prone cultist. And you guys can't tell what's robes and what's blood anymore. And it just, <laughs> just disintegrates onto the ground, sort of like watching a watermelon explode. Yeah, it kind of like squishes down and sprays out for like eight feet in every direction. <laughs> At this, I uh, give him a thumbs up. Me too. <laughs> we have everybody in unison. Just thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Astro, what do you want to do? All right. Uh, I'm going to um, attack, do that Drayla just attacked. Okay, the one that's, he's, so he's within five feet of you at this point. If I You're use, welcome. Just kidding. <laughs> if I use my sword, can I, like, swing? Would I hit him, possibly? Yeah, if you jump off the cart, yes. Okay, so I'm going to jump off the cart, and then I'll use my uh, sword there. Sure. So, roll for your attack. Well. Did that hit, Megan? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I had to get over to the chat there to see it. Oh. Uh, that does hit, yep. Okay. Yeah, so just hits. So you uh, you take you come off the cart, 
and, uh, and you just you get your footing um, on the uneven terrain and you just sort of bring your, your arm over and you just hack at them. I rolled a six. For damage? Okay. Um, so it just connects and you sort of into his thigh, like from his upper torso to his thigh, and you just sort of open up a nice gash on him. All right. So Ares is now going to come to your aid. A dog. Yes. Trayla <laughs> likes watching Ares. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's still got the, uh, the bastard sword out, so he covers the distance and comes up level with you, Astra. And uh, rolls a... Oh. So hits. So you see a similar action to just Astrid. What Astra did, you guys can tell that these two definitely trained together at uh, at some sort of fighting school. Their their movements are the same, and their their blows are very very similar. And uh, just see as he hold on, we gotta find enough dice. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So you see him carve through this uh, this cultist and just drop him right to his knees. And uh, this guy. He's starting to spit blood, and he looks rough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Vital. Who has the most health in front? Who has the most health? Or can I? Because I, I can't hit the guy that's near Astro, right? Uh, you are at the back left of the cart. So I couldn't uh, hit him. It would. It would take thirty feet. It'd take 35 feet of movement to get to where they are. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have my sneak advantage? Uh, you would because he's currently uh, engaged with Astro and Ares. Okay, I do that movement. I take my 30 feet and I use <laughs> sneak attack. All right, so moving around the back of the cart uh, using the minimal uh, covers that you have, uh, you post up next to it and you just you aim... And lucky for you, Astra and Ares are standing off to the sort of the left of him, so you have a clear shot right at, uh, right at. Thirteen. All right. Uh, is that that's with sneak? Well, that's that was my attack, my my initial attack. Oh yeah. Okay. So thirteen hits. Yeah. Okay. And then your damage with sneak. Speedy with these fingers today. <laughs> Fifteen. All right, you guys watch as uh, as Astra and Ares have just landed a couple of blows on this guy, and just like the last one out of nowhere, this uh, this arrow bolt just comes through, and this one just lands right through his temple. And you just watch as his gaze go blank and just drops to the ground. I hide. <laughs> Bonus action, hide. <laughs> Alright. What would you like to do, Rex? Um, I'll use my 
Okay, with your 40 feet of movement, uh, you would be able to get to where Astra and Ares are. Um, you're not going to be able to make it to the other cultist. You can move that direction though if you'd like. Unless your your soap on a rope has a ten foot reach, doesn't it? You can hit him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try. Okay. So, what do we add that to, Mike? The twenty. Yeah. You add it to your so next to the in the Kusaragama part, there should be an attack bonus that it gets. Okay. 15 then. 15 hits. So, you guys watch as uh, Rex's, like, almost angelic form just walks straight across the road towards the, the last, well, the last armed cultist that you can see. And uh, and she's quite a ways back from him, and you're, you're kind of wondering what she's doing, and she just brings out the, uh, the rope again and just flicks it back. Would you roll for damage? 29. 29? How do you know why I come to these things? You can just do it on your own. Uh, okay, and roll 1d4 to see how many hit points you gain from that one. <laughs> Alright, so you guys watch as uh, she just flicks it back and that stone mystically hovers there for a second. And this is the only damage that this cultist has taken so far. And you just watch as the stone just lashes out and at the very end of that rope connects with his chest and he just drops. Jump. Uh, <laughs> Woo, Brex. I want your dice. Can I have those ones? <laughs> All right. So, with all of you scattered about this uh, this clearing, the last remaining figure that you've all come to notice now is the uh, robed, uh, presumable leader, as determined by Gagson, that's Does standing, it <laughs> that's standing uh, about sixty feet away from you, where there is a large fallen log blocking the hard path. Mac, your it's your turn. Thanks, babe. All right. So he's pretty far a distance away, within 30 feet maybe? This 60 feet. Because I'm like out in the middle of the field. Oh, you are out in the, yeah, okay, yeah. It's within roughly 30 feet or so. Then I would use, uh, if I could use Mage Hand to conjure a uh, Spectral Floating Hand and grab onto the back of his rope and hold him there while anybody else can uh, close the ground and come up to the cult leader. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Try and grapple with Mage Hand. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see what happens. What's the save on that? Uh, my... Does that one have a save? Save, save spell? Yeah. Or just on my like, character sheet there is a 9. Just a 9? Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Natural 1. Mm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All I of tried, you. everybody. No, 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 he rolled a natural one. So you guys oh. watch. Oh, as, you, uh, <laughs> you did try, good job. Yeah, you, guys, you tried you guys, and you did. You guys watch as uh, as he just, he makes a series of hand movements that are very confusing to all of you. And uh, and suddenly a, like a projection of uh, his own sort of very long fingered hand floats out and just grabs onto the collar of the, uh, the last remaining cultist there. 
and you just see him sort of levitate off the ground, and uh, and unknowingly, uh, Mac is just sort of like, I tried. <laughs> All right, see you land. My attack? Yeah, what do you want to do? I think I missed my last one. I think you did too. Um, in that case, Lilith, Lilith is still frozen? Uh, she was stunned, and uh, she's sitting in the cart, and she does not appear to want anything to do with this. She is hiding. Well, I'm pretty upset about that, and I'm definitely about the fury. But I show no fear, I'm just going to walk up to all the dead bodies and start stomping on their heads. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, points for intimidation. Um, <laughs> Alright, Osadio, what would you like to do? I give that a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, I'm going to. We have him like bound, right? He is. He's being held. Yes. He's grappled by the mage hand. All right. I'm gonna turn uh, to the group and say, anybody want anything to do with this guy, or like we ended it here? No, we're not ending anything. It's not over until it's over. Halt this. Just end him. All right. So we got we mixed feedback. Cool, cool, cool. We can learn um, from him. Yeah, because Vital's the one I'm going to listen to in the group. All right. Vital's just um, waiting to loot the bodies, is what he's far, <laughs> How far away am I from the guy? Uh, you are roughly 60 feet. 60 feet? I got little legs. You do. You can't do fuck all with that. Don't be like. Oh, man. <laughs> Give me a hot second. I can do something with 60 feet. Perfect. So, <laughs> I don't have a spell name for this yet, but I'm going to use my zone of truth. It is up to 60 feet. So, um, yeah. I'm going to use my um, zone of truth. I threw my dice away, so I'm going to use the one on the computer. That's fine. I don't think you have to roll. I think he has to roll the save. Oh, perfect. Uh, natural one. <laughs> He's gonna be the most truthful guy there is. Perfect. Um. Perfect. Okay. What do you want to know? Are you gonna turn to the group and go? What do we want to know? How quickly my bear trap will smash this man's head. <laughs> you see Jackson pulling it out and it's just like trying <laughs> to wrench it apart. <laughs> Get it ready. <laughs> <laughs> Vital, you seem to... <laughs> are, we, are we still in order? Uh, at this point, he is grappled, and you guys are uh, like not really engaged with him until he gets free. So if you want to roleplay it, I'm fine with that. I'd like Vital, to go up... you seem to have questions. I go up and loot his body. Uh, you can't do that. He's still kicking at you. <laughs> I'm still fucking alive. I go up and loot the other bodies. <laughs> okay. right. I don't even know why I did this. Like, <laughs> you guys watch as... Uh, <laughs> you watch as... Yeah, you have a minute on the grapple uh, of the mage hand. So, thank you, Paul. Um, so, you guys have... You see, as uh, as all this is going down, um, some of you starting to move towards the grapple cult leader... Uh, you just see the smashed bodies, courtesy of Sealand and Gagson, 
Uh, you see Vital just sifting through the meaty remnants of them looking for anything of value. It's just sort of like jelloey mush in his hands. <laughs> Vital, you stink, you son of a bitch. Finds a, finds a couple of gold and just like wipes them off. <laughs> so at his useful, er, uselessness, I'm gonna like puff and like stomp my foot and like walk my way the 60 feet forward because it takes me forever to get there towards this guy because nobody else is gonna ask him a question. Holly, by the time you get there, like the spell would have worn off. <laughs> 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 we'll see what happens. <laughs> I run then. How's that? Is that better? I run. If you're wanting, if you're looking to uh, to get information out of them, I have uh, legend lore, and I can uh, cast that and find out. Uh, describe a person, place, or object, and bring a brief summary of significant lore. <clears throat> so I could point out that cultist dude. Perfect. So at this, I, I slit, slide to a stop. I turn. And I go back and grab his uh, max arm, and I start dragging him forward with me because he's coming into this too. All right, and you you guys have built the same gate pattern too, so it's just like it's perfect. You, you can't seem to get into sync though, so you're sort of like like a hobble, like <laughs> three-legged race. Yeah, potato race. <laughs> like put the fire under you guys to get the information. I'm like starting to swing my bear cap around, like get it ready to Alright, so do you guys want some uh, some slight bit of information about the cultist? Is that yes. we're catching we're casting yes. uh, lore? Okay. Um, so from what Mac can recall about the, uh, the particular cult that you're dealing with based on the markings and whatnot of their, their robes, um, you know that this is a anti-magic cult. They do not in any capacity support the use of magic and are dead against magical beings and will do everything they can to sacrifice them. They are known as the Victorious Order and there are small sects of this cult all over uh, Faerun. Do, do we just like, how do we find out this information? So when Mac casts that, uh, that spell, mm -hmm. um, the information comes to him. So he would be the one telling them that. Were we ambushed or was this random? Are you even close? <laughs> I don't even know where you are half the time because you're sneaking. These are questions you camouflaged in the tree. <laughs> Someone ask. Hang down. Do you just like yell these out of a bush somewhere? You're like, I am the bush. <laughs> You guys just see this uh, this bush that's moving steadily closer to where you are, and it's just yelling at you. Ask if we were ambushed. <laughs> uh, so to answer that. Um, you were ambushed. They were expecting you. <gasps> Raiders. One of us. Um, so at max information, I have like an audible gulp because I'm terrified because all I have is magic. Um, and I take like one or two steps back out of awkwardness and... Uh, how, and I... Okay, so then I want to speak directly to him and I say... How did you know who, where we were coming? No. Yeah, how did you know where we were coming from? All right. And with that, uh, Max grapple spell phase, uh, his mage hand spell phase, uh, allowing him to be no longer grappled. Um, 
and so he, he drops, and he's not a very dexterous individual, uh, so dropping even the three feet that he was held off the ground, uh, he sort of like stumbles to his, his knees, and his, his hood falls back, and you, uh, you see him for the first time, and, uh, and he looks up at you, Osadia, and, uh, and you recognize him immediately as, uh, as Clyde. Who the fuck is Clyde? <laughs> Clyde the Burning Day and sneak attack with my arrow to the fucking head. Clyde from the bar? You put the glasses on and made him fall in love with you. Oh, what a rape. And at this point, (laughs) while he's down on one knee, he removes a gold ring from his pocket and says, You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Will you marry me? Don't do it. I said I'm going to bear trap his face. Back when I'm finished. Sneak attack with arrow. Yeah, are we allowed to shoot with arrows, everybody? Uh, Vital and Drella, if you would like to take a sneak attack on him, by all means. Oh, fucking right. Let's do it. Who's this guy? 16. Ooh! So. I got 20. Uh, but I don't know. Am I supposed to add anything to that? <laughs> you got a natural 20. It, it hits. I did. Fine. <laughs> I also got an 8, so... Okay, Vitell, what'd you roll for damage? That's 12. That's 12? Okay. 8. <laughs> is that plus your sneak? Yes, it was shit. <laughs> okay. Alright. Either way, that's enough. So you guys, uh, from either side, so the left and the right, as you're taking like, this idiot by what's going on, uh, an arrow just punctures one side of his chest and then the other, uh, and he just like gasps and he just goes, "I'll always love you," <laughs> and then just falls face first onto the ground in front of you. Um, and I want to bend down beside him and pick up the gold ring and like pocket it because like it's mine. Oh, you motherfucker! And, <laughs> I want my arrows back. Can I retrieve my arrows? Yes, you can. You guys watch as Drayla walks up and just grabs onto the the arrow that's sticking through Clyde's corpse and just like with a one like one hand pull, just pulls it straight up through him, fletching and all. Nice. Oh my God, Clyde! <laughs> I walk over since like the groups gathered there, and I like I like set my hammer down on the guy's head and like lean on it, so it means it's like, and then I'm like, well, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Is the chicken drumstick? Oh my god. I've seen her react like this. At this, I like 
total mood switch. Like, I don't give two shits about anybody else here but this girl. And I, like, go running up. And as I run up, I want to slap Seelin in the back of the head. <laughs> and you're, like, trying to fish her off of his shoulders, and you're, like, yes. jumping up, but you're not even, like, close to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Where did she come from? Who is this girl? <laughs> Those are questions you should ask a long time ago. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, I ask, I ask now. Like, 
do you know anything about these guys? And, uh, and she, she sort of, like, shakes her head. She just, she just knows, uh, she, she proceeds to tell you that there's, there's a, there's a room in the house I wasn't allowed to go in, but I went in there, and that's where he had the robes and some of my pets, and it wasn't good. Some of her pets? Is that what you said? I turned to her and I'm like, where's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> and, and she just looks at you and she goes, he's dead. What did he do? He made barrels. <laughs> okay. And at this I like grab at my armor and I'm like, oh, this is super uncomfortable because Celan and I know so much and nobody else knows anything. Well, maybe you should tell us. I'm going to ride up on my horse and say to Osadia, I think you guys need to start telling us where the fuck this kid came from. I turn and I say language. Straight right. forward. <laughs> That's what I'm focused on. Um, Told you once. You didn't tell us anything. You never asked. She murdered her father. What else is there more to say? Who is her father? The guy who worked with Wood. The guy who worked with Wood. So, <laughs> is that funny to you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's many guys around here who work with wood. <laughs> it's funny, I'm I put my hand up. <laughs> um, if we are going to work together, we should be more honest. Yeah, and I scoff. I literally start, like, I throw my head back and start genuinely belly laughing at the stupidity that Alan is saying. I tell you everything I do. Mostly. You seem like an honest guy just the way you talk, but for some reason I have a hard time believing it. So I turn to the group and I say, here's a fun idea. We play two truths and a lie, and we figure out <laughs> what everyone's deal is, huh? Oh my God. I'll go first. Um, no deal. <laughs> I hate drinking. <laughs> I'm an orphan. And this chick went missing and her father hated her, so then we found her father, and then he ended up being a really bad guy because she has magic, and she hated him, so then she opened, opened a portal and killed him after we set a bear trap underneath him. What's your guesses? First one. <laughs> Wrong. All right, perfect. I'm up next. Uh, <laughs> so, I love cultists. Astra is a murderer, and Patel is a goddamn liar. What's your guess? <laughs> I am not a liar. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> and I never saw Astra murder anyone. Yeah, somehow I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so I turned to the rest of the group because we've already started this game. And I'm like, are we going or are we done here? <laughs> Okay, let's go. Okay, cool. <laughs> you guys do have a full day of travel ahead of you. <laughs> We've taken up a lot of time so far. So I, I like, take, I, I'm assuming Lilith is still kicking the body. Yeah, she's tired herself out at this point. Now she's mostly just like, she's taking like some of the blood that's from like the head 
objects and squished, and she's just like kind of making designs in the ground with it. Can I take the ropes? Yeah, the thumbs up. <laughs> Am I able to take a set of ropes? Uh, sure. Um, all of them are going to have some sort of hole or slash mark in them. Um, but okay. absolutely, you can. Can take I take the least damaged one? Yes. I'm just gonna turn to Vital and say, "Hey, Vital." Yes. How about you stop? How about you stop caring about yourself and try parenting for a little bit? It'll be good for you. And at this, I look at Gagson, and then I start doing the snappy finger thing like he was doing earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So with that, playing active uh, parenting that you're gonna do with Lilith, you have a connection. So I'm gonna like walk over to Drayla and like just really quietly be like. I suggest you grab a set of ropes too, just in case. I don't want to hear Vital's act of parenting. <laughs> and then I just walk away. Like, I try to make it the most, like, subtle thing. As I walk by, I'm like, grab a set of ropes. And then I keep walking. I'm like, uh, right. I'll grab it. I'll grab a set. One of Vital's stories, we better get going. Yeah, um, I grab ropes. Okay, so you guys have five cultists. Are you taking all five sets of ropes? Yes. Gags it as if he's gonna put it on. <laughs> I'm kidding me. It fits oh, his leg. Take this. <laughs> Alright, Astro, what are you up to? Um, I'm gonna go loot the guy that was like right beside the cart there and then jump up on the cart after I'm done looting him. Looted. The like. Uh, Vital has, while well, all this is going on, looted uh, all of the corpses with the exception of the uh, cult leader. Ah, okay. Then I'm just gonna check on my prisoner and make sure that he's still okay. He is still fine. Cool. And then I'm gonna take a seat on my cart. Um, um I'm gonna yell up to Gags and move that log. Yeah, but I was gonna say somebody needs to move that log. Gags, I'll get it. I will loot the cult leader and I will jump in the cart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you don't find anything on the cult leader. I already took See. the gold wedding ring. Thanks yeah. very much. So, uh, Osadia, you can add one set of robes and a gold wedding band to your inventory. <laughs> and I put it on because men love married women. So bad. So bad. Uh, yes, you guys collectively, however you want to distribute it, have five sets of uh, cultists robes of the victorious order. Uh, <laughs> in case you need those at some point. Um, <laughs> you never know. You do never know. Never know. This game seems to take some pretty interesting turns, so... I will take one, and I will also fall asleep on the way. Okay. Alright, so everybody piles back in the cart. We're just waiting for Gagson to move the log, but I believe... Gagson's gone for a leak. Gagson's gone is, for a Wait, is Vital asleep yet? No. Uh, not yet, no. You guys haven't started to move yet. <laughs> Maybe I won't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Move the log. Alright, I move the log. <laughs> Alright, so make, make a strength check, guys. Oh, god damn. <laughs> what are you eating there, Astra? I know, I'm looking. Like, what is Go on, Gagson. Just to do a salad. Hercules! 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 <laughs> what, what'd you roll? Uh, 12. 
Alright, so it, it seems a little bit stuck at first, like maybe it had rained and it got stuck in the mud, but eventually it comes free and you're able to drag it free of the road. Nice. Uh, so you guys all pile back in the carts, and uh, is anybody keeping watch now that you've been ambushed? Mm. I'll, I'll take keep a lookout. So, <laughs> so yeah, while you guys go along, you just have this lovely like musical tune, but occasionally yeah, hits like a, oh, we're going dulcimer. Strings, strings. Strings, it is. Uh, so it's a beautiful acoustic tune accompanying you, but occasionally uh, the wrong note gets played just when you're starting to get into it. No gags then, but alright, we'll take it. Alright, so Drayla, can you roll a perception check for watch? Oh god. Oh shit. Which how are you asleep yet? <laughs> I just want him to fall asleep. Funny. <laughs> Alright. That's uh fantastic. Um so you guys uh you guys carry on up uh up the sort of winding road. Um and as you progress on, the the road starts to become harder packed and wider. Uh, a better traveled as more um, like little side roads kind of intersect with it, uh, and you're at a steady incline. Um, you you are definitely going up towards uh, the mountain range at this point in time. Um, the landscape has become very uh, like rocky uh, with like flowing hills, and so a lot of the road is a lot of time on it has been spent going up and down these uh, these foothills that are now turning into a steeper grade. Um, and it's getting on about four o'clock in the afternoon, um, and the sun's kind of getting close to those, uh, those mountains. And ahead of you, uh, Drela, you pause and are able to spot, um, <coughs> what looks to be a city. Oh, sweet. Lambo! Yeah. I'm gonna call back and tell everybody I see some, I see a city. And then I'm going to ask if anybody knows what city it is. <laughs> what the uh, fuck are we? So, all of you know at this point that it is High Moon. Oh, um, sick. And you know High Moon just from speaking to people in Caden Hall. You know High Moon to be the uh, capital, if you will, city of uh, Deepingdale, which is the region that you're in right now. Um, so, uh, looking ahead, uh, do all of you want to, like sort of Brady bunch it up and look out the cart. I'm super interested. Okay. So, Astra, you have a pretty good view of it because you're in the lead. Um, so, as you guys get a little bit closer, uh, you can see that there's a, a very high-built wall um, and a big ornate entryway to the city uh, that surrounds what looks like all of it. Uh, there's a few farms and other uh, places leading up to it, and there's little uh, sort of roads that jut off to the side. Um, with signage that you're not really able to read at this distance. Uh, the walls themselves are very nicely crafted. They have a sort of uh, artistry to them. Um, like they were built for fortification, but they were also built to be beautiful. Um, and that is, at, at this point in time, that is all that you can really see. Do I have any knowledge? Have I ever been here before? You've never been here. I haven't? Okay. Have I ever been here before? Anyone else want to know if they've been here before? Have I ever been here before? Back, you have been here before. <laughs> Perfect. Travels. Oh, right, it's uh, one of the lanes trading bills. 
that asterisk, if you know. Uh, yeah, you passed her here on your way south. Okay. Yeah, uh, you didn't make a stop in the high moon, uh, but you did. You are, you have seen it. Okay. Uh, it did not exist. Uh, when was the last time you passed through here? <laughs> this is all brand new to you. <laughs> last time I saw this, it was Farmfield. <laughs> Rex pipes up at the back and is just like, wow. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> all right. Elan, you've also never been here before, and we'll just round out that table. <laughs> all right. Um, so... I'm going to, for everyone else, I suppose I will screen share um, so that they can see what this looks like. Where does it call this? So did you make all that? Because that's really good. The Caesar salad or me? Oh no, sorry, you, Megan. The the on uh, roll twenty. Yes. That's not a picture that you found. Uh, the no, the map is, and then oh, okay. I added the other things to it. Okay. Astra's choking. And she's a murderer, anyways. Yeah, we're waiting for her to die. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Love you. Just kidding. Not the horse, though. We don't want Astra the murderer, and the horse to die. Yeah, just to clear specify. Okay, so for those of you in roll 20, you can now see what you're looking at. Um, Ooh, buddy. Yeah. I am in awe. And then for everyone else, I will do a screen share. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you approach the... Uh, City of Hymen, um, it becomes definitive to all of you that it is a elven city uh, just by the architecture alone um, and just the, the nature in which it's kept. Uh, everything is very neat, everything is very organized and very aesthetic. Uh, the outside of the city, um, before you enter the walls, uh, you notice there is a, um, a stable on the right hand side as you approach. Uh, there's at least uh, five or ten horses that you can visually see uh, running through the fields with all these uh, beautifully maintained white fences. Uh, the sign that indicates that it's a stable is like beautifully plated in, in gold and silver. Um, on the left-hand side, you guys see uh, a inn. Um, there's a, a sign in front of it that indicates it is uh, a silver shield. And on it, it has this, this carving of a, a shield that's been inlaid with, um, with some sort of pattern. Um, it's very similar to some of the carvings that you see throughout the walls here. Uh, are you guys heading into the city? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we should uh, leave our horses at the stable because Astra is a murderer. Uh, <laughs> looks like I need some rest. All right. Everyone in a grants to Yeah. Yeah, I can go with that. <laughs> as, Ooh, as but uh, we to... should like can we like put them are they gonna like do we have to book them in with somebody or you just put them up? 
uh, you'll, it's normal practice to like go there and talk to someone and give them money and they will look after your horses. I turned to Vital. <laughs> but our carts and stuff like that, will they be able to do that too? Yeah, they'll be able to like stable the whole thing. Okay. Do they have room for a chicken? Ah, you can ask. Okay. All right, we approach. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so you guys kind of pull in Astra and Aries first, and then uh, the overloaded carriage afterward. Um, and are, are all of you getting out, or is someone going in as a, a delegate? I'm definitely going in. I got to check in on the chicken thing. Yeah, I'm going to go in too. I'll go in. Oh, God. We're all go in at that point, Jesus. You guys all pile out of the cart into the uh, sort of cart parking area, if you will. Sort of a bunch of flat terrain uh, that looks like it's been flattened intentionally for this this reason. And as you look, um, you can see there's a a cobblestone paved area um, and an archway that leads through to what you presume would be um, the stables where they would keep all of the horses. Um, and there's a sort of roof parking with open walls where uh, there's a couple of carts already um, sort of lined up in there. Uh, and it appears that other people have done the same. Um, so as you kind of pull in, um, you can get the sense that someone is watching you as you do. Uh, and there is a, uh, a gentleman sitting on the edge of one of the nearest fences. And he gets up off the fence and walks towards you. Uh, good day, good sir. And I like give him like a weird like finger salute thing. All right, so he acknowledges you with a with a nod. Your fine establishment. Does it have room for uh, two more horses and a chicken? And uh, and he sort of takes a look at your things and. Uh, and he says, yes, he says, it'll cost you uh, cost you a couple of gold a day, but uh, we'd be happy to take care of uh, your fine animals. And he kind of looks over at Adrela's war horse and just appreciatively glances at it. And then he says, and a chicken shouldn't be too much of a problem. Uh, and he says, however, and he looks over at you, Astra, and he says, presumably, what are you doing with the encaged gentleman. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot oh, about that, guys. snap. Uh, Do you have a cover over him? <laughs> if I can feed him once a day, we'll pay extra for him. Like a bird cover? He's he a blanket over the cage and put him in a stall. <laughs> yeah, so somebody's gonna stay here with him, if that's okay. And I kinda, you know... Give him a glance. It's like not really up to him. Okay, and so the uh, the, the gentleman um, that's working at the stable here sort of gets the the impression um, that you guys might be uh, well off given what you're traveling with, and he just says, "For a few extra gold, we'd be happy to take care of it." Like you watch the prisoner, or. We'll watch him and ensure that he survives. No, it's fine. One of us will stay here and watch him. And he, he just I put my finger on my nose because I'm not it. Nods respectively. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone <laughs> follows suit. <laughs> so your your brother oblivious to all of this. 
uh, looks Doesn't over put at his you finger on his nose. <laughs> and just gives you a look, implying that you owe him one. Uh, <laughs> Um, I will stay here with the prisoner, I guess, for the night. I thought your brother just agreed to. Yeah, Ares is offering. He's talking to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he did slice his throat and all, but whatever. <laughs> Water on the ridge, am I right? Okay, cool. Um, so good, sir. This sounds like a, like a good deal. Um, just remember, our one horse is called Astra is a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> And he just, he sort of points between the, the two of them that are there. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just shrug my shoulders. Alright. <laughs> Alright. How, uh, how much is this going to cost us? It's two gold per day. Oh, Vital, yeah. you got that. Get bent. <laughs> Here we go again. Sir, do you have uh, any inns that we can stay at for the night? for a deal, or maybe uh, a place to drink? I, I have been here before, and if I do recall, the Rising Moon was a pretty dive place in and around the area that I uh, remember being open. Probably saves a little bit of money, and uh, we don't mind being in danger. Alright, sounds good. I pull two gold out of my pocket and I say, I got the first one, and I flick it up in the air at the guy. I say, Vital's got the rest. <laughs> I walk away. Uh, Alright, so the, the gentleman catches uh, the gold pretty easily, um, and, and looking him up and down, um, you discern that he is uh, half elf in uh, racial features. Uh, and he says, my name's Koldar, and come back whenever you need it. <laughs> After that, I, uh, like, give my glasses a wiggle, and I just, like, alright. And, and he just sort of, like, smiles at you politely, and then walks away. I think I got an I say that to the group as we walk away. <laughs> Alrighty. So, you've offloaded your responsibilities and Aries at this point in time uh, what would you it's, it's roughly 4.30 in the afternoon what would you guys like to do? I turn to the crowd and I go to the bar? How's it going to be? Alright so following uh, Is there a Mac's brothel here? Lead then. Uh, you don't know that <laughs> I don't I even turn know Turn to Mac and I go Is there a brothel here? Uh, remembering that it is a rather uh, high-end elven city. Um, is there a high-end the brothel here? <laughs> it's four in the afternoon. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way through the city gates, and you see the uh, lovely um, sprawling stone buildings out before you with their... Uh, they're very ornately carved um, roofs and intricate designs and uh, beautiful gardens uh, that are sort of hanging or planted everywhere. And uh, you take note of a couple particularly interesting buildings um, off to your, your right. There sort of appears to be one that's raised up on a hill uh, that's a larger compound uh, and appears to be just a very, very large building, uh, both in height and uh, like footprint. Uh, on the 
sort of other side of that, there appears to be a very tall tower. And protruding from the top of it, there are a couple of, uh, they almost look like horn-like features, um, but then the longer you look at it, um, you realize they sort of look more like the slivers of a moon. And you could imagine pretty easily that as the moon kind of crests across the sky, at some point it's going to line up with that sort of bowl-shaped feature on the tower. Um, and that this is in fact a uh, homage to like a, a moon tower sort of looking uh, place. And then off in the distance, uh, it almost looks as if it's embedded in the forest. There appears to be another tower. Other than that, you have shops, you have streets. Uh, free to explore. I like to go to a shop to find some cards. Okay. Anybody else have anything they want to do? Uh, you've been here before. What's up with those horny towers? <laughs> uh, well, the one that's closest to us is the uh, the Tower of the Rising Moon, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a little while since I've been through these parts, and like I was saying, I kind of just stayed in the Rising Moon Tavern and in, and uh, didn't see much daylight. Okay. Uh, sorry, I can't tell you anymore. I don't know. They're old. And I was drunk. I like your style. Alright, let's follow Mattel and see what sketchy shit he wants to get done. Alright. Um, so, Vital, you, uh, you're not familiar with the city in any capacity. Um, so, as you're sort of walking through the main street, um, you're passing many shops that are sort of like multi-level um, storefronts and you come across one um, and it just it's called tokens and treasures and it just seems to have an assortment of all kinds of things uh, and it may have what you're looking for let's go in all right so the entire gaggle of you is going to Where's that? Where's Astra again? Astra's with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm That's not <laughs> Alright, so walking in, um, it's it's not what you necessarily expect uh, in an Elven city. Um, there's sort of a like a musky, dank, old smell to it. Not that different from the Bellotto uh, Grotto that you guys were in. Um, so in the shop, you see all kinds of uh, like small knickknacks and treasures and just general things that you, some of them you're not even sure what their purpose is. Um, but on the far side, they have a uh, bin of what looks to be uh, various playing cards. So you see like some three dragon anti decks. You see some bone dice. You see some um, playing cards. You see some tarot cards. shopkeeper are they like a specialist in like random crap i guess or <laughs> would you like to inquire yeah okay so you're gonna go have a look for the uh shopkeeper yeah okay um make a perception check okay. yeah. 
13. 13, okay. Um, so as you're sort of looking around the, the shop and you notice there doesn't appear to be a shopkeeper of any kind, which makes you a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, you notice behind the counter there just is this uh, movement of what looks to be the air itself has a little bit of a shimmer to it. And as you sort of narrow your eyes and take a step closer, uh, a individual materializes in front of you uh, with like long, like blonde hair and uh, like pointed ears. She looks very distinctly uh, to be a high elf. And she looks at you and she says, what can I help you with? And I kind of like step back a little bit because I'm startled. Um, but, and then I ask, um, I was wondering if you would be able to tell me about um, some things that I have on me. And she says, I would be happy to look. You notice she's wearing sort of these, um, these older, uh, like heavy velvet robes um, with like a gold sashing on them. And her nails are, are quite long, but like well cared for. Um, and are very dark in, in color. And uh, she, she puts her hand out expectantly waiting for you to give her something to show her. Okay, and I hand her the vial of black liquid. I'm like, what is this? And she sort of, she sort of looks at it and she sort of sloshes it back and forth. And, uh, and she kind of takes a long stare at it. And she says, if you would like, I can cast a spell on it that will tell me what it does. But it will cost three silver. Throw it in the card game. I said, throw in the card game. And she, she looks over and you're holding just a, a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of does an eye roll and she says, sure. She says, I'm, I'm also curious about this vial. I'll say yes then. I'll give it, and then I hand her three silver pieces. Sure. And she says, okay. She says, it will take ten minutes and I need silence. Um... Do you have a back room that is more quiet, or...? And she, she nods and motions. She has a, a, behind the desk, there's sort of a room off to the, the left-hand side in the way that you're facing. Right, so... So she, she heads in there and kind of closes the door, but not enough that she can't see the both of you. Um, so, are you going to wait for ten minutes? Yes. Okay, what are the rest of you doing? Am I allowed to sneakily follow up on this? want to watch from afar <laughs> like through the shop window sure i don't know i just want to know what the fuck's going on <laughs> with uh, astra mainly so you guys just uh that are outside watches Drayla's just got her face pressed to the window like this like looking in she's like guys <laughs> astra's doing things <laughs> right, can i be like un inside unsneakily following what's going on absolutely like, I'm like this with them, like, really, <laughs> like, comfortably just trying to pay attention. You're just, like, 